Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Jason Varga with Cause Collective. This show was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. If you would like to learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our local nonprofits better serve the community, you can visit us at causecollectivelincoln.org. And while you're there, we'd love to have you sign up for our free newsletter and check out our community outreach. If you go to the community outreach button, you can sign up for our community newsletter or look for board openings in the community and find old podcasts to this radio show as well. So today we are talking with my friend Monica Zinke, the executive director from Fresh Start. Welcome, Monica. Hi, Jason. Happy to be here. It's good to see you. Probably for the, well, it's early in the week, but I'm sure I saw you last week. <laughs> probably, probably. We run into, run into each other a lot. We do, and I love it. First of all, I want to say, before you start talking, uh, congratulations on another successful Homeless Connect. Monica has been involved with that for years and is a very big part of it. So thank you for being a part of that. And also thank you for being on my board as well. <laughs> Well, you're welcome for both. They're, both of those are really put together by a team of people supporting you for Cause Collective and Project Connect is a whole team of people and we could do another radio show just about that sometime. We could and we should keep that in mind. So thank you for all, in addition to your work, all you do in the community as well. So to get us started, uh, speaking of Monica, tell us about yourself. How did you get to this spot in your career? And what's maybe uh, your favorite part of your job? Oh, well, I've been at Fresh Start since 2008, so a little over 15 years now. And I, wow. um, I don't know, I just, I, I've always been a helper. <laughs> I've always been that helper type of person. And um, Jason knows some of my family, yes. that won't surprise you. <laughs> and um, so I've had a lot of different jobs, but always in a helper role. So whether it was working with people for job readiness or with mental health, um, jobs with mental health, jobs with basic needs and emergency response kinds of things, and also jobs in um, shelters and with domestic violence agencies. So that kind of broad array of experiences goes well for Fresh Start since we work with a lot of different people that come to us for any any reason of homelessness. So um, so that's kind of what led me into this position. I was really drawn to the position of that transitional setting that I know that we'll talk about a little bit more versus just the emergency response, having a little more time and a little more support to offer people um, as they're trying to move to their next stage and move and grow and be healthier and be back on their own. So all those things kind of led me to to Fresh Start and, and to Lincoln. I'm not originally from um, Lincoln or Nebraska, so... I feel like I knew that, but I'm just remembering that now. Well, we're, we're very glad you're here. Um, so let's get into a fresh start. Let's start from the beginning. Tell us about the, the history and then the current mission of Fresh Start. A fresh Start was started in 1991. Hmm. Um, a lot of times people think we started when we moved to our new building in 2007, but we've been around for over 30 years now. And it was a group of community members and leaders that 
wanted to start offering more services for people in need. They saw that there was there was more people in need than than help available, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do something about it. And so when they looked around within the homeless population, they identified women experiencing homelessness and that didn't have children or didn't have children with them as an underserved group within this homeless population. So without children, often you have to wait longer for services, which makes sense if you have to prioritize, take care of those kids, right? Um, But then when they were looking at who was waiting the longest, it was women at the bottom of the list that didn't have children or didn't didn't have children with them. Their children are grown or or whatever the situation is. Um, so that's that's how we were created, I guess. So 1991, and then that's also why we are a transitional program instead of an emergency program. Because if they have to wait longer for services, then they need to be somewhere for longer while they're waiting. Mm. And it's also why our program has evolved into much more of a case management, goals-oriented program than those early days. Because while you're waiting for your housing voucher or your spot for mental health services or physical health services or whatever it is that's going to help you get back on your feet while you're waiting let's make it really purposeful and let's have goal plans and let's do more services as much as we can offer you and as many connections to other services as we can offer you while you're here with us in our home so that's awesome and we'll talk about those uh programs and services in a second but as you were talking it made me think i think what you do is much more in-depth than what a lot of people realize. We, you mentioned transitional housing, but yeah. it's, it's not just that. It's so much deeper than that. So I, I think that's a good segue into my next question. <laughs> so run down as long as you want, tell as much as you want about all your programs and, and services. Sure. Well, we have one core program, and that's our transitional shelter. And it's considered a shelter because it's communal living, but we really have it set up as much as possible like a home for them. Yes, it's a facility that we operate and a program that they're in, but they can stay with us for anywhere up to a year, 90 days to a year. So we really want them to feel comfortable and settle in and have it feel as much like a home that they can feel comfortable in, they can feel safe in both physically and emotional safety, um, and that they can really feel like it's a place where they are empowered to take these steps to change the trajectory of their life. So it's one core program, but there's a lot, a lot to it. Um, So it is a goals program. So everyone that comes to us sets up a goal plan with their case manager and we have staff on site 24 seven and the goal plans are very individualized. I mean, Mm. obviously every goal plan has something about housing because the whole point is that they're not homeless anymore. (laughs) Um, So there's something about housing in a way that they're going to afford that housing. Um, But the other parts of the goal plan really depend on what their situation is and what they want to work on and how capable they feel to work on it. And that one I kind of hesitate to say because that's part of our job is helping them see how capable they are. Mm, (laughs) Um, But so some people it might be maybe they came to us out of a treatment center. And so part of their goal plan is going to be looking at their support network and a positive, safe and sober support network them will be part of their goal plan or relapse prevention. We're not relapse prevention specialists. It's not what we do, but we are certainly very familiar with that arena because most of our residents have struggled with substances. Usually it's over two thirds of our residents every year. 
um, sometimes more like three-fourths um, have that. So we'll talk with them about that. Or job search. And sometimes they come to us and they have a full-time job, and it's not really that that's the issue. It's they, they kept their full-time job in treatment, but now they have to figure out all the other aspects of their life living sober. And depending on how much you used and what you used, your brain has to rewire itself. So it's not so easy as just now I'm clean and sober, I can, you know, be healthy. It's it's not that easy. There's a lot that goes to it and a lot that your body has to heal and your brain has to heal. So so sometimes it's not always even the financial situation, it's everything else. And others are there because maybe they had health physical health reasons and they haven't been able to keep a job and now they need another job. And we have to kind of slow them down and say, well, how about how about we talk more about why those other jobs weren't successful? Mm. Is there something to do first? <laughs> because yeah. a lot of them are still in crisis mentality. You know, mm. everything's been an emergency situation and they just want to get a job and get to their next place. And so that's why I say sometimes we're trying to speed them up and sometimes we're trying to slow them down. Because yeah. sometimes we're like, well, let's let's take a minute. You can be here for up to a year. You have time that you can just sit and take a breath and let's let's figure this out. You don't have to run out and get a job the next day. You can sit and take a breath and let's let's talk about what will help you be the most successful when you're looking for that job. Maybe it's phrases to use to talk about your legal history. Maybe it's the health thing so that you are better able to keep that job. Maybe, you know, whatever it is that's going to that's going to make you better positioned when you go out to get that job. So there's so that's where the goal plans are very individualized. And some people have a longer time frame and some people have a shorter time frame. Um, somebody that comes to us that's really battling some mental health and depression, their goal plan is going to look a lot different than somebody that either doesn't have mental health or is already addressing that and that part is already taken care of. They're, they're able to manage with it. That's going to look a lot different than the person with severe depression that getting up every day, getting up every day and taking a couple of steps towards a goal taking a couple steps, even coming and talking to other people might be a huge thing initially in, at Fresh Start. So um, so the goal plans have a very different pace and different activities in them depending on, on whose it is. So, oh, That's awesome. That's so it, you're the expert, so correct me, but something that makes me think of is so important when you're in crisis mode. You mm-hmm. don't, I, I don't remember anything. You know, if I try to remember something someone told me to do no. uh, or someone says this and I'm really stressed out, that's gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, recognizing that is yeah. huge in those individual goal plans at the right time mm-hmm. and understanding where they're at is just uh, it's really important. A lot of times they don't realize as how much they're in crisis mode or how much stress they're mm-hmm. under until it's better. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> so, so there's different, you know, challenges and, and, um, there's a lot of tangible things they're working on. You can't really get a job if you don't have your driver's license and you've lost your driver's license because you were staying with different people and you don't have it anymore, but you can't get a driver's license because you don't have a job. So you don't have the money to get the driver's license. So there's a lot of, a lot of circular <laughs> barriers yeah. and a lot of tangible things like that. Well, let's see about helping you get your driver's license and helping you get your birth certificate so you can get the driver's license. And then there's a lot of intangible things that may not show up in their goal plan. So like getting the driver's license or birth certificates in the goal plan, but there's intangible things like mm. helping them believe in their self more. I mean, not to sound too, too cheesy, but, right. um, but a lot of our women have either come from a lifetime of what society would 
call failures, or they've at least been told for their lifetime that their failures or they're not good enough. So there's a lot of intangible things that we really try and address there by just treating them all as people, which again, sounds so basic to say, especially for KZUM audience, I'm sure gets this, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but really treating them as, as people and as individuals and with kindness and with a lot of support and cheerleading, but also with accountability of, all right, we put this in your goal plan and it's been a couple weeks and let's talk about where you're at with that, you know, so that we, you know, everybody needs some accountability um, for that. But, but there's a lot of, you're really good at that. Wow. You know, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And, and not in a false way, in right. a really genuine, you know, helping them recognize their strengths, helping them really believe in themselves and believe that they do have the strength to change and they do have the capacity and the ability to change is also a lot of what we do. And you won't find that in the goal plan. You'll find that in mm-hmm. in how we really strive to operate and in the atmosphere that we that we set there. Yeah, tell me if this is fair to say it correct. I, I, is it possible that part of the reason they may be in that situation because they've never had anyone tell them that. Yeah. So for you and I, we, someone says... You know, my wife says, oh, good job, honey. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm excited, but I get that yeah. a lot from her. Or maybe <laughs> I do. <laughs> but uh, that's the norm for us. But if you're in a situation you haven't got that, even though it sounds simple and you said, yeah, I can't remember the word you use, goofy or something. But yeah. to them, that can be invaluable. Mm-hmm. And say, I never thought of that. Or just planting that seed, right? Yeah. And saying that's super yeah. valuable and that encouragement. And every, you're right, it's got to be authentic. Everyone has strengths though. Mm-hmm. And you're helping them identify. And then just by saying that out loud and them hearing that, does that make sense? That that, that can be powerful to them. And yeah. then and if they're there 90 days or a year, that repetition of that builds their mm-hmm. resilience, if that's the right word. Yeah. And it takes, it takes a long time to believe the positive. Yeah. I mean, m- yeah. most of us have heard about how I can't remember what the recent study is, but essentially you have to hear something positive at least seven times mm-hmm. before you start to believe it, but you hear something negative once and you believe yeah, it. Yeah. So there is a lot of a lot of repetition with mm-hmm. that. And we do have participants that come to us, some of the women that, that live in our home that did grow up in a positive home environment, mm-hmm. um, that did have support, but maybe that home was financially struggling also. And so they can't provide that economic assistance. And so... Um, sometimes the saddest thing is when parents are bringing us their kids, their adult children, um, but because they can't, maybe they're on a housing voucher and they can't have extra people live there or that financially they don't have money to help you pay your rent now. And so they're trying to do the best or if it is the the um, mental health or substance abuse, they're like, we can't, they need to get better before they can be in our home. And that's really hard. But but a lot of times it is, they grew up in in challenging situations um, but other times they did grow up with support but it's not that family isn't in a place to cont- to offer housing and to offer all the rest of the support um, and that's also why our residents can have people come and visit them and it's their home you can invite your friends and family over to, to visit you and to chat and invite them to supper or lunch that you're going to make you know it's yeah. it's it's um, fostering or strengthening those connections that they have is, is part of the program too. So uh, it's, it's a very uh, proud place to go. I've been there uh, several times, as you know, and it's yeah. it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I would be happy to have visitors there 
you know, to place like that. And then it makes it easier for them to have company and, and be proud of where they're at during that transition. The rooms are really nice. The kitchen's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. People love the kitchen and the dining room. And, and for people that haven't been there, it's a, it's an old renovated church in Havelock. And so the main level is almost all just one big room with an open kitchen, mm -hmm. dining area, kind of seating area. And we have pantry and a little, little office spaces. Um, but it is designed where they could, they could hopefully feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, we have different artwork on the wall that um, in some ways is not cohesive at all, but that, that's actually by design because people respond differently to different mm -hmm. artwork, just like people respond differently to different music or different, you know, different forms of art. So we have things that hopefully will speak to anyone that lives there or resonate with in some way everyone that that lives there so they can invite people over and feel like feel proud of where they live um yeah. and that's odd to say because they're not necessarily proud to be at fresh start that's not where they are in their their life um but hopefully it's not a place of another source of chaos or another source of stress or another source of um not embarrassment but just not being proud of proud of where they are so so we really um we really take a lot of pride ourselves in our reputation and in our home because that's that's the first step of them feeling comfortable there yeah, when yeah. they walk in the door yeah. Yeah. and i get that i get that feeling when i've been there it's a very comfortable Good. environment <laughs> no absolutely and uh, that makes a big difference i think too oh. so who uh, who is eligible for your services so at Fresh Start, we focus a lot more when we do the applications, we focus a lot more on what plans you might have for when you're in the program than on eligibility criterion. Because okay. we're really, you know, from the beginning in 91, like I mentioned, it's it's women experiencing homelessness and it's any reason. And we're really in many ways a catch-all. We're really an important part of the, the safety net for Lincoln for women experiencing homelessness that may not be eligible for other programs because they don't have kids or they don't have the right diagnosis or they don't meet the, the federal definition of homelessness. Um, so our eligibility requirements are few. They have to be 19 because it's the age of majority here in Nebraska. Mm. They have to be homeless, meaning quite literally that they don't have a home to live in, not by any federal definition, but just that they don't have a home to live in. And um, they have to be able to take care of themselves because everybody cooks and cleans and does, you know, does all oh, their, yes. their own daily activities. Um, and beyond that, it really gets more individualized about, um, you know, not a danger to themselves or others. And my tone changed because that's kind of a loose term. On paper, if you see some of our ladies' health or mental health diagnoses or felony history, it might look a little scary. But when you meet them, that's not, that's who they were. Mm. That's not who they are. And it's not who they're becoming. So, nice. um, so we do, that's where we have those kind of basic ones of, you know, 19, woman without children, homeless. And then it's like, okay, tell us about your situation. And then it's the next is about, okay, well, we're a goals plan. We're not just a shelter. So there's all these expectations when you come here, because we're not trying to set them up for set to fail. We want them to know <laughs> when they yeah. come to Fresh Start, there's going to be these rules. There's going to be, you know, we have a curfew. <laughs> yeah. We have, you know, different <laughs> things like that for our safety practices. So a lot of it is also about, okay, here's what our program is. Do you have questions? 
Um, so a lot of the emphasis is more on where they're trying to get to than where they're coming from, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Where they're coming from helps mm. us know. We do ask a lot about that because that helps us know how we might need to help them or helps us start thinking about resources that they might need connected to or those kinds of things. But it's, it's less about where they're coming from and more about where they're at now and where they're trying to get to. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell us, uh, well, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, before I ask this next question, yeah. how can people connect to Fresh Start? Um, well, we have a website, which is freshstarthome.org. So it's, it's easy to find, just freshstarthome.org. We also have a Facebook page, um, which I think is actually Fresh Start Lincoln. And then we do have Twitter. Um, we're not very high tech. So, That's right. <laughs> so the Facebook page is probably the best, the best way to find up to date things. And then the website has, you know, more about our history and it has some frequently asked questions. If you um, want to know more about the program or if you're referring somebody to the program. Um, so the website's also a good place to go. And one of the things I mentioned, I, I failed to mention about eligibility is um, a lot of times people think they have to be referred to us from another agency and they don't. I think people think that because most of the people that come to us are referred by another agency, um, but you, they don't have to be referred. They can just call up on their own. Um, the most gratifying is when an alumna has referred somebody else. Um, nice. A lot of times they end up coming to us right from another agency because we have a, a wait list constantly and usually it's um, two to three months. And so a lot of times the ones that we can still reach are coming to us out of treatment or out of incarceration or from another program because they're in that program. They apply for us right away and then we can, you know, we can find them when it's their, their turn, yeah, but they sure. do not have to be referred by a program. Good. Yeah. Keep that in mind. That's good. So you have a, I don't know how many is longstanding traditional fundraiser coming up called Project Funway. We do. Tell us about that because that's we coming do. soon. I'm excited. <laughs> we do. We have Project Funway every November and it is our um, signature event and it's a clothing design competition. And then we have um, UNL students from the, no, I'm going to mix up the, the textiles department, but it's textiles merchandising and fashion design nice. um, students and then community members can also enter the competition and they create um, a one-of-a-kind design an all original design not with a pattern but they have to use cast off or thrift shop clothing as their material nice. so the theme every year is transformation essentially they have to cut up those clothes those clothes and transform it into an all-new design and an all-new outfit and that's because that's what we do at Fresh Start is we help women change their lives. So it's, it's transformation at Fresh Start and it's transformation at Project Funway. And so we've held that for a number of years and it's yeah. really fun. And we have a um, silent auction with it also. And there's more information on our website about that. And on Facebook, you can see um, information about this year's event. You can also see photos of all the last mm. runway shows and I am not skilled in that. I mean, I learned to sew when I was little in 4-H, but I, I can't hem a curtain into a straight line. So yeah. I'm yeah. always just amazed by the creativity that, that people have. Um, 
And then some people come that follow fashion. They're like, oh, that design's right on trend. And I'm like, I, I don't know. But it's amazing that they came up with that. Like it's, So it's, it's a really fun event. And you can find out more, like I said, on um, our Facebook page, Fresh Start Lincoln, or on our website, freshstarthome.org. Perfect. If I remember, I, got, I can't help myself to give a quick shout out to a special little girl. <laughs> she was a model in that one year. Yes. Yes. My daughter has participated in Project Funway. She's been a model a few times oh, now. Nice. And, um, and also creates this, her own outfit. She's very creative. Oh, my gosh. She's a very creative girl. And, you know, like a lot of us that are parents or caregivers or aunts or uncles or, or um, involved with children, it's it's kind of hope for the future in a lot of ways because she also is so kind-hearted. She She's is. always wanting to, you know, she did a lemonade stand for Fresh Start and she did, um, you know, always wants to, to bring things when we go or to help people. And um, it's just also a good example that any age can, can make a difference for Fresh Start and homelessness or whatever whatever societal right. need and societal change that we're working towards. So. Yeah, that's cool. And so cool she's being involved at, at that age. So yeah. shout out to Maya. Yes. Good yes. job. Uh, we've got a couple minutes here. Uh, if you could, in 60 seconds, let's say, tell us your favorite client story or something you want to share about a success story from Fresh Start. It's always so hard when I get asked that question mm. because there's so many and there's successes in different ways. So I guess what I'll say is that it's it's exciting about their success, big or small. The moments that they come in and they're really excited because they got that job interview, or they come in because they rode the bus for the first time, which is challenging in and of itself if you haven't ridden the bus. Mm -hmm. um, Lincoln's bus system's pretty good. It's just, it's a whole different thing to learn the routes and to do that. And it's very anxiety inducing Absolutely. if you haven't. And, and you know, so maybe it's smaller successes like that. Um, but when they come in and they're really excited, we had somebody that's been saving up money and saving up money and she just got a car. Oh my gosh, nice. And that's <laughs> so exciting, yes. Yeah. And the fact that she she saved up that money is is a success right there. And yeah. then having a car of her own opens up so many more possibilities oh, for, nice. for jobs and for housing and for services that she needs. And so there's a lot of successes like that or when they get that job or when they come mm. in because they're really excited because they got approved for that apartment mm. and they don't have necessarily real great rental history and they didn't know if they were going to get it and it was the one they really wanted. So there's a lot of things that we celebrate there. The the small things like, oh, your new ID came. Yes, now you can now you can do more job searches. Or the bigger things like a car and your own apartment. There's there's lots of successes that we that we look for so that we can celebrate because it goes back to that environment that we're setting of an environment of change, an environment of empowerment, an environment where they can be more confident in themselves. So we really look for those successes, large or small. What a perfect ending. Now you made me happy for the day. That's awesome. <laughs> That's absolutely spot on. That's great. And, and of course, as always, it went fast. So yeah. thank you for coming in today and sharing your experiences and information about Fresh Start. Again, go to freshstarthome.org or find them on Facebook as well. And thanks for listening, everyone, to Cause Collective Radio on KZM 89.3 Lincoln and KZM HD, Lincoln's community radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, you can visit our website at causecollectivelincoln.org. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>